Are you ready to jump into some true crime docs, crime thrillers, and more? Check out our website for an extensive list of our favorite movies and shows at thesirenspodcast.com slash watch, and find our favorite true crime and thriller books and authors, some covered on the show, at thesirenspodcast.com slash author alley. You can even find special deals for Amazon Music, Audible, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, Showtime, and even Grubhub. If you're looking to jump in immediately, check out our pinned Facebook post for some streaming service free trials on us. You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. Let's move on to Jerry Summers. February 2012, and this oh, was his that's best friend. His friend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this I know about. This Jerry. Yes. So sad. Yeah. I know. So Jerry was his best friend in high school. Oh. Uh, when he moved off to college, they nice. didn't keep in touch. But when he came back, they got back in touch, and they, um, let's just say, partied a lot together. Was he his? Was Jerry his drug dealer? Jerry was a known Ooh. drug dealer. From way back, he was oh, he was he was the guy. Oh, Jerry! He was the guy to get it from, and because they were little best friends, um, give him a discount. Or? He was getting him a discount. Oh, man. Yeah, and uh, Jerry oh. was also his hype man. Oh, right? Shit. Yeah, that was the thing about <laughs> it. In a very Hardcore. sad way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, very sad yeah. way. Seriously, would go to bat for him. No matter what. Well, I mean, that's what best friends do, I guess. Yeah. After they, f- I can't. Say I that don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe it went the other way, though. I don't think. I mean, we know what happens to Jerry. So. I don't know what happens to Jerry. All right. Well, well I'm about I to know. tell you. I don't know well, any of this. The doctor was you. not his hype man. Okay, did not help. That's them. true. His girlfriend Megan Kane. They all came to Plano. He came to Dunch to have two neck vertebra fused. He had a car accident where he rear-ended somebody and it left him in constant pain in his neck. He went under the knife for... This was elective. Like, he just had pain. And Dunch said, hey, bro, I can fix that for you. Like, I'm the best. I got you, Obviously. Bro. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I mean, he's the best. Around? So, around. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's, he went to him to have this surgery. Uh, it was a spinal fusion elective. I want everyone to remember it was an elective surgery. Before surgery, his anesthesiologist on that case asked him if he needed anything for the surgery. He asked, asked she, I'm sorry, she asked Dunch if he needed anything for the surgery. Anesthesiologist. Just be what, a cool man. What do you mean? Like, like a pick-me-up? Or do you so, mean like tools? If he needed anything specifically to be done with the patient... Oh, okay. Like, during the surgery. Um, he said, and I quote, Nope, I could do this surgery with my eyes closed. 
gauntlet laid. (laughs) She also mentions that during the surgery, he was extremely distracted. He was constantly hitting on his surgical assistant. Uh, like while he was doing surgery? Yes. Oh, man. And he went and that. Oh, uh, what is the surgical right? equivalent of a burnout? Put <laughs> 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 like, some girl on the street. What's up, baby? Hi, girl. <laughs> he just. <laughs> that, may, that makes. Jesus. I don't want no scrubs. Take a whole other. Yeah. Oh, no. ah. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that? A lot. Uh, it's good. I like that. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said it made her so uncomfortable that it was one of the most inappropriate conversations she'd ever o- overheard in an OR before. That blows my mind. <laughs> that I, I, <laughs> and remember, I, right, like you're it. at a restaurant cutting a steak, talking to a girl, you know, your date. <laughs> no, it's way worse than that. Like, Look, I mean, it's, uh, it's worse because Christ. number one, it's public and you don't care who's hearing it. Number two, he had a girlfriend at home, at home. with his kid. I, I keep forgetting he has two kids at this time, correct? Oh, he's, yeah. got, yeah. he's got one. He's, he's got, got one. one. At, okay. at this time, he has one child. Oh, okay. So, still though. The anesthesiologist then recalled that during the course of the surgery, Jerry Summers starts to lose blood. Okay. And again, Dunch is ignoring the blood loss. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> hey, your just, best friend's dying. Shh. I just, <laughs> I picture while all this is happening, like him leaned on the body looking at old girl. Like, what you doing later? Sir, sir, your best friend's blood pressure's dropping. Don't worry about him. Yeah, and and so he's ignoring the blood pressure drop again to the point where over the course of this surgery, Jerry loses 1,200 milliliters of blood. Woof. Liter. How much blood do you have in the body? Six liters in the human body. Okay. Okay. So during a surgery, typical surgery like this, you're only supposed to lose around 50 milliliters. Oh my God. He lost 1,200. And that's like more than a fifth of his blood volume. It's like 24 times the typical amount of blood loss in a common spinal fusion. What happens to a person when they lose that? Like, say you come up on someone and they've lost that much blood. Bleed out, you're dead. Well, no, uh, not not at 1,200. Not at 1,200. At 1,200, you go into compensated shock. So compensated shock is the body recognizing something has happened to it and trying to fix it. You are compensating, and you're in shock. So uh, usually that activates uh, the parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, well, that seems a little hot. Let's get that part out. You, it, it makes your blood vessels constrict. It tries to raise your blood pressure by elevating your heart rate. Um, it shunts all the blood to the central trunk, like to protect the vital organs. It pulls everything in from the fingertips and stuff. So your perfusion of Give you the and if the trunk is open, what then? Well, you got to remember, <laughs> if the he's trunk in is the, open in surgery. Yeah, he's in it. He's. I guess that would be different. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot different because uh, the patient's sedated. The patient's more than likely airways being controlled by an intubation or something like that. So he's got a tube down his throat, and everything's under control. And then when you notice that much of a blood loss, most likely what you will see is uh, the amount of blood that's coming out of the body, especially, I don't know if you hit an art line or not, like if you hit an artery versus a vein, veins aren't, they don't bleed as much, but if you hit an artery, it bleeds like crazy, the pressure is intense. I wonder if, of course I've never been in a surgical situation where this has happened because Jesus Christ like you said usually 50 mLs over the whole surgery yeah. that's it yeah. they have the t- 
tiniest little suction thing they set down in there, and it pulls it out while you're working, keeps it out of your way. Um, twelve hundred. That would. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! They would have had to change the container. Yep. I just thought about oh. that. Containers only hold seven fifty to yep. a liter. Yep. So oh they would God. have to take. They would be like, "Hey, this is full," and yeah. like switch constantly. Yeah. A different one. Yeah. That's nuts to me. All right. Anyway, so yeah. the other thing is that uh, I wonder if it literally fountained because the oh, the God. the heart rate would have sped up. Uh, the pressure would have increased. And the remember, actual blood pressure, if it... It's coming out it, of the neck. It goes so, up before it oh, goes down. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, so... The, your blood pressure always spikes in a traumatic injury before it dips okay, out okay. because you're compensating. The other side of that is the decompensated shock. That's when it goes, eh, fuck it, we're dead. And everything opens up. <laughs> like, the uh, the blood pressure bottoms out. The heart rate slows way down. All the vessels get bigger. And so it had to have been, like... Fountaining. So I yeah. know I know that you're not a surgeon. Nobody here is a surgeon. No, we're not. However, when bleeding starts in surgery, you're they're supposed to stop and immediately address the bleeding. Correct. When they address the bleeding, they're supposed to fix where it's coming from. Correct. Okay. Hence all the clamps that you have on the hence, surgical table. Clamps go hence, over arteries. Yeah. So he obviously he ignored the bleeding. He did not fix anything. He didn't. I want. I want you to think about this. He didn't fix anything before he closed him up. He instead filled the entire neck area that was open with anticoagulant gel foam and closed. Well, no. Why I'm sorry. With why? anticoagulant gel foam. Yes. He filled the surgical cavity. Yes. Just so everyone knows, that means you cannot make clots. He did That's... not address the bleed and then filled it with a foam that would not allow it to clot. Yeah. And then told someone else to close. That what is murder. The... That is murder. That's murder. There's what no the other hell? way to describe that. So, so that... I mean, maybe he just wanted to see what happened. That gel Fuck, foam... Maybe he did. That gel foam that he put in actually further restricted the spine when when he was closed. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what had actually happened in there is that he had removed so much of the bone, and he had um, severed some parts of the neck and the spinal cord that Jerry was pretty much almost decapitated during this surgery. Oh, my God. Uh, Why? I have to stop and say why. Why in the fucking Christ was he cutting anything? This is a spinal fusion. If you don't know anything about surgery, he is putting two bones together. together. Right, right. Why are you cutting anything? Yeah, he removed a bunch of stuff. I can understand prepping part of the vertebrate to be uh, ready for hardware installation, like if you want to shave off a bone or a spur or something like that that's going to prevent your plate from fusing clean. But I cannot fathom why he would cut enough to internally decapitate. He cut parts of the spinal cord. Curiosity. Jesus, goddamn. I cannot. Do you really think that it was curiosity or 100%? He was trying something? Yeah, I think he just wanted to see what happened. He didn't care what happened to the person. So you think he just started going and couldn't stop? Yeah, I think he can't. Yeah, I honestly think he just couldn't stop. He was like, you're about to cut the spinal cord. And he was like, fuck it, do it. You're, you think yeah, that, that I No, 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 that, I agree. You yeah. think he's that far yes. gone? Yes, yeah. I agree. Holy. Yeah. Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, and he well, just kept I mean, wanting to do it, but it's like he couldn't. So would the think, foam then be like his like impatience? He, he would be time. like, "All right, um, my curiosity has been. Yeah, it didn't do what so I wanted it to yes, do. Yes, and so yeah. like, let me just get out of here we'll as just, quick I'm, as possible. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, because if you think about, um, let's just look at people like H. H. Holmes. They had he had um, some some medical knowledge, and that's what he did. He was, I mean, he was literally experimenting yeah, on people. It, mm-hmm. But that's psychotically playing with a body in the dark corners of your he, he murder He wasn't hotel. playing with a body. He was snatching people and doing this to them while they were alive. alive. All right. So it's the same it's thing. The same. I'm out. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking banana bread. Most of the time, these people are geniuses, you yeah. know? Jesus Christ. So it just... Like, too smart for their own good. Mm-hmm. They have questions that needs to be answered right now like this. Yeah. That's nuts to me. That's so, nuts. So after surgery, Jerry was so unstable, his head was almost falling off his body. He was so unstable that when the staff would ever try to move him, like even to another bed, another position, whatever, his heart rate would plummet and they would have to completely stop touching him. So he severed the spinal cord completely from the brainstem. I don't know if it was completely. I know that he did... Enough damage to enough damage yeah, enough damage yeah. to do away with his barrel uh, receptors and chemo receptors. He can't yeah. regulate his own blood pressure. He mm-hmm. can't regulate his own heart rate. Uh, so the nurses and other staffers who took part in the surgery and the aftercare, they fully expected Summers to have a re- revision surgery almost immediately because he was so bad. He was in such bad shape. Um, other doctors note later uh, that it's critical to reverse damage of this sort. Like within hours. Instantly. Yeah. Inst- you yeah. have to do it right now. Um, Dunch refused to do a revision surgery. In fact, the only time that you should wake him up is just to assess how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Like you just wake him up and go, hey, wiggle your feet. I can't. Wiggle yeah. your hands. I can't. Yeah. Where does it hurt? Okay, knock him back Back out. to sleep. Yeah. Sleep <laughs> like, time. Mm-hmm. And, and he refused to do the revision surgery. How long was he left before anyone opened him back up? Uh, another doctor came in later and tried to repair the damage with another surgery, but too much time had passed. Oh. Too much damage had been done, and Jerry was left as a quadriplegic with incomplete paralysis. This means that he could still feel pain. He could still feel everything. He just couldn't move it. Yeah. That is a fucking nightmare to be trapped in your own body while it's on fire. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jesus and this Christ. is his best friend. Supposedly his like, best friend. If I friend. kill Bill. No. Don't kill Bill. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, let but me... I lied to you about it first. Like, yeah. I got you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> the second he's out, they're cut his head off. They also, like, have antisocial personality disorder, you know? So, like, they're, they just don't really know how to make connections with people. Like, Jerry thought they were BFFs, but he just thought, you're my drug dealer, but I'm also going to experiment on you. you so, know? to him, that was a guaranteed victim. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. I know but that I can get Jerry to agree. Sure. yeah. Because Jerry wasn't just his best friend or his drug dealer, but, like, he ran parts of his, his clinic. Um, he did um, PR stuff for him. Like, he, he was his hype man. Yeah. So. So, how hard would it be... Uh, from Jerry's point of view, to recognize, maybe I shouldn't let this guy do surgery on me, or maybe he's exaggerating how good he is at stuff. Like if they were friends since what high school, right, or yeah. college? Like since high uh, school. Jerry obviously had his own problems. Okay, did they really do drugs before the surgery? Okay, together? so so that's the thing. Um, he kept requesting 
Dunch to come speak with him after the surgery, even after the, the revision surgery, and Dunch wouldn't come see him. He, it got to the point where he wanted answers so bad that he felt like, and this is the first time Baylor had heard of any kind of drug use, but he actually told one of the nurses that he and Dunch had done cocaine the night before his surgery. But they didn't test his blood. Would they even be able to still see cocaine in his system? They would, right? I think it's well, like three days. Although he had lost they, all that blood. Would. I don't know how long it had been after the initial surgery. Oh, right, right. Um, because I know that he didn't come to see him for like a week or so. Like he just left him there in someone else's care. Like that he handed him off to this other doctor who did the revision surgery, like transferred care to him. That was it. He just never came back. Never came back to see him. Well, he's done with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Done, yeah he's done with him. And Jerry's got to be his swan song. Jerry's been his longest running victim on the back burner. I've been waiting on Jerry to let me cut his head off. For years. Yeah. Sick. And now Jerry let me do it, so I'm done. Well, Boom. and, and See you, Jerry. they did give him, they did give Dunch a drug test, but I think that maybe too much time had passed uh, when they gave it to him, but he did pass that drug test. I don't think Jerry would recognize any of the red flags. Jerry had his own issues. I mean, he was an adult drug dealer, so when you're a drug dealer, I don't think you have a lot of close friends. People kind of hang around you that are also kind of. They want something they from want you. They want something from you. Uh, then he has a friend who actually has money and doesn't really need him, or so he thinks, you know, yeah. so he'll do anything to stay with him. He wouldn't notice anything. He just wants a friend. Yeah. It's a, okay. It's really sad. It is really sad. Those people are out there. I guess you, yeah. you got a good point. Yeah. So, despite passing the drug test, Baylor Plano officials, they were concerned enough to force Dunch um, on leave pending a peer review because... It was so. It was such a bad one, and it had just been one after the other after the other. Jerry's number four or five. Jerry is number four at this uh, facility. Okay. Yeah. And number. I f- assume there are more cases, there which are, blows my fucking mind. There are mind. more cases. Yeah. Yes. So while Dunch was cleared to resume operating while the review was underway, which I don't know how, why how, but anyway. Hospital officials asked him to limit himself to minor surgeries only until so, it was complete. I can explain that one. I okay. can explain Please why do. they still let him. Because if the peer, if they yank him off of the, the table, he's not being paid and surgeries are going out of the rotation to other doctors That's, that yeah. could have been his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the appeal process, if they're wrong, they had to pay the doctor that did the surgery, but they now owe that money. Mr. Dunch as well. He right. counters Sue yeah. and they have to pay for those twice. So it's they don't lawsuit. they don't yank him off the table. They say, hey, let's just maybe just do some kneecaps or something. Yeah. You know, maybe do some toes that don't murder people. <laughs> let's just okay. keep it low key. The politics behind you keep it working. Gross. Yeah. And but, it won't be a blimp. Maybe everybody will think you took a break. It just seems so weird. Away. Like there, there yeah. are rules in place that like like what? Are, what are some of the rules? You can't sue your doctors. Yes, they like protect that, doctors know? more like, so than the patients. They, like really they, do, they yes. have these. Like I don't agree with that rule, but they, they have really these do. rules that they just put in place. So why can't one of the rules be like, while you're under review, you don't do surgeries, you can't counter sue, blah 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 blah. Well, because then if they just again politically, if I just didn't like you and I ran the hospital, but it's not just one person; it's a board, right? Oh, 100%. But if the board doesn't uh, like you, who makes you, up even, the board? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
People make up the yeah. board. So two people don't like you. That's two votes. All right, you're under investigation. And the whole time you're not allowed to work. And that's an easy way to run a doctor off that just disagrees with the board. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not going to stay here working with you while he's not making any money. He's going to go make money. I mean, go to another hospital. Yeah. Where they well, don't put him under review. Every single time he comes off review, they put him back under review, and he never makes any money. And apparently it but, takes some time to get records from hospital to hospital, which And it, it doesn't consolidate seem like any medical health it records. Should, are right? And, right? and yeah. the, the thing is, is there is a, the uh, NPDB, it is the National Practitioner Data Bank. Okay, so that is where you or I as lay people can just jump online and check someone's medical license. Oh. We can check it. I mean, we can just look it up and check it. We can see where they're, okay. who they're working for. We can see if their license is still active, how long it's been a- active, um, and if there's any um, actions taken on that license. Are there reviews like Angie's list? Yeah, I'm going to get on there and I'm going to leave you a review, Bill. <laughs> One star for Bill. Uh, actually, we're going to talk Left about that. Me paralyzed. We'll talk about that later. But there... And then there's also the medical board. Okay, so the problem is it has to go through the medical board to go to this online data bank in order for anything to be flagged. So when he goes and applies to another hospital, no one has complained about it. So there are no flags on the data bank. And that's what they check. So there's no complaints. There's nothing on him. Oh, he's clean. So yeah, let's hire him. For, for like it's which it's, makes can I ask you you two probably know do surgeons get drug tested I, I know you said they drug tested him after he got you know employment screening is mandatory for every medical now, professional yeah, now mandatory. It, I don't know if it was then. back then in fact, um, randoms really are usually written into every single company. Good, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mine has randoms written into mm-hmm. it. So they can call me right now and say, you have to get up from on your day off. You have to get in your car right now and come to work and pee in this oh, cup. And you've you got to do it. Oh, you work too much. They, they should just make you yank. do it at work. Nope. They Because uh, they don't know. I mean. You can come home and do drugs. I got it. Well, like cocaine is, uh, is a three to five day lapse, right? right? So if they thought I did it on Wednesday and it's Saturday. They got to get me in today because by yeah. Monday it'll be gone. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, right. true. They don't. I trust you, buddy. <laughs> the sad part is, is that Summers did remain a quadriple- quadriplegic for the rest of his life. Is he not? Um, is he not alive anymore? He he passed away in t- in twenty twenty one of an infection related to all of the surgeries and all the complications. Well, was he in his fifties, forties? He was. I believe he was in his his forties. Yeah. Jerry, man. Uh, I count this as uh, a murder. Murder. Yeah. Straight, yeah. straight up yeah. murder. Yeah. I'm sad about it, but yeah. Yeah. Say. I'm not it, feeling great. It's hard to imagine that there's more patients, but yeah. So the next patient was Kelly Martin. She was 55. And this is March 2012. So this is only... Oh my God, that's three months, months that's after Jerry. Months. This is only one month after Jerry's surgery. Jeez. Jeez. Um, so the, the review board had already been that was already done. It was the no, whole? it was pending investigation. So this was supposed. Remember, he was put on basically right. light duty. Mm-hmm. This next surgery it's was not- supposed to be a oh. minimally invasive spine surgery. Oh, okay, but it didn't end up that way. It, I just at least to clarify, take him off spines. Yeah, get him the hell out of there. Right? Yeah. Well, usually what they're doing with these minimally invasive spines is they'll have like. Uh, 
uh, you'll have like vertebral swelling. All right. So like the vertebrae itself, uh, the little, uh, you know, whatever, the cartilaginous pad, the cartilage that's in between your spine bones, those will swell. Or you'll have a spur come off the vertebrae that touches the nerve in between the cartilage and that. And that's no big deal. You go in there, grind it off. I mean, minuscule little stuff. Like yeah. they, they make an eighth of an inch hardly, incision yeah, hardly and an run through incision. and go, yeah. you're done. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's it's like two yeah. stitches in a button pattern and they let yeah. you leave. And and I, I am going to say this next surgery is considered minimally invasive. And it is a very common surgery. It's called a laminectomy. It's a procedure where the posterior arch of a vertebrae is removed. So a part of the vertebrae detached from itself and it tore off and it started pressing inward on her spinal cord and on the nerves. Okay, so the part that is detached simply needs to be removed. Just, you just pop that bad boy out of there. And the uh, posterior means that it's behind you. It's just this little back part. Just yeah. They little, won't go yeah. in from the front. Oh, no, my no, God. They won't. Not this time. Not this time, Bill. <laughs> okay, so. Well, then they need to make a new game. I'll tell you right now. Making people like me look like idiots. You make people like you look like So, Kelly is moving stuff in and out of the attic with her husband, and she falls from the attic. Kelly. I know. And and ever since then, she had really bad back pain. She sought out surgery to alleviate it. In the MRI, it was revealed that she needed this laminectomy. So, her husband of 45 years, Don Martin, and a retired police lieutenant, dropped her off that morning and he said quote Kelly even asked Dr. Dunch have you ever had any bad outcomes or deaths on your surgeries and he said no knock on wood oh, <laughs> Jesus I don't Christ. like that at all <laughs> what well, not am I right anyway take your pants off <laughs> stop crying why? why that's so horrible so then during surgery uh, again, you're, you're, we're seeing a pattern here. She begins to drastically lose blood pressure. Again, it is ignored. She has actually suffered from a major arterial injury during this routine back operation. He refused to abort the surgery, even after a trauma surgeon colleague and an anesthesiologist warned him about the blood loss. So then Dr. Death updated the family. He kept like going out and updating the family because the whole family was there. Her um, husband and her two daughters were there waiting. And so he would go out and update them every now and then be like, oh, it's going great. It's the best surgery what? I've ever done. Like all every of this. Every time with more and more blood on it. Yes. Hand. Yes. What? Everything's going good. Don't Why go would here. the surgeon go update? That's pretty common, actually. Yeah, it's pretty well, common. Uh, Why yeah. would you not have an like. Well, because let's say, for example, he does I nick an artery. All right. So, like, uh, like he, I, it, it can happen. It shouldn't in a laminectomy, by the way. If you have any skill with a blade whatsoever, you should not nick an artery on a laminectomy. And I'll explain that in a minute. But if it does, then you, ha- the surgeon himself who has done the thing, he's like, hey, uh, we've got a bleed. And then he'll back out, and our our boys, the vascular surgeon guys, right. they'll okay. come in. And right. while they're while right, they're that makes sense, they're fixing what out, you yeah. fucked up, and you'll go, all right, I'll just go tell family it's going to be like another 
45 minutes while you do your thing. Exactly. And then yeah. you go pop the door open with your elbow and go, hey, I nicked her artery and stuff. Yeah. You know, and whatever. And even you know, sometimes. Okay. I was thinking like, all right, everyone take five. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Go no, up that's, Rose. no. <laughs> yeah, it's like what he said. And sometimes. Need a Mountain Dew. <laughs> a lot of the times the surgeon that you need, like if it's a vascular surgeon or whatever, he's not just like hanging out in there. They, like he has somebody call and says, oh, call for vascular and then they'll come in and then they'll fix it and, and so on. And so Unless forth. it's oh, way okay. more major. Yeah. But not for this. Yeah, for this no. minor thing, vascular wouldn't have been called in. So I'm not sure if that happened. I do know that he left and he updated the family several times. Um, the entire time, though, he refused to acknowledge that uh, this blood loss, this massive blood loss. Um, they have no idea where the blood loss was coming from. He in no way tried to fix it. And he simply closed her up and moved on with his life. And I make that makes me wonder if he's just keeping up those appearances when he does that. Like, I should be done by now, so let's just... I'm done. Well, didn't this you say there was a take? trauma surgeon in the room that told him about the blood loss and, like, tried to stop him? Uh, this On a separate surgery, yeah. No, I thought no, that was on this, on this one. I no. thought you said the anesthesiologist and a trauma surgeon... Tried to tell him to yeah, stop, I and got he ignored them. About that too. They yes, On they the warned him. Yes, yeah, okay. they did warn him about it. So, uh, so the trauma surgeon must have been the one that was in the room uh, when he went and updated. See, that already tells me that they're super not confident in his ability to do it. A laminectomy is uh you've seen pictures of a spine of a vertebra, right? It's got two fins on the side, come out, and you got one on the back. And that, that, that points, you know, those are the bumps that you can feel on your back is that, that guy. So in a laminectomy, um, it's the back of the bone that is touching the spinal cord, right. the spinal canal. Right. So in that, they're just literally going to take your round, beautiful little disc and just cut that fucking section out. I have out. a feeling because he was on restriction that the other surgeon was probably required to, to be yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. And I that is the hospital yeah. protecting their interests. Like, yeah. Th- yeah. that tells me that Again. they weren't confident. Because that should be easy peasy. Open him up. But if the guy didn't do anything, uh, well, he was pointless to be there almost. And to what you said that you didn't think they were very confident in him, well, here's the deal. They actually had an ICU team on standby. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. For a well, fucking laminectomy. Yes. Thank God. They yes, yeah, they because still let that because they reported. Uh, I guess either the trauma surgeon or the anesthesiologist had reported that there was massive blood loss, and they just got an ICU team ready. But Dunch would never let the ICU team get near her until he was completely done. Well, yeah, think about that. That's like you know, if you were uh, if you're taking the bill, if you're taking the alternator out of a car. Mm-hmm. And I had a manufacturing team standing behind you. <laughs> you're not going to let them. Like, no. I do not need you people. That's yeah. how you're going to look at yeah. it. But that's because you're competent enough to take the three bolts that hold an alternator yeah. on off your thing. Not just that. That's you have how a God un- complex. So you're pissed. Yes. You're furious yeah. that these people are in there babysitting you. Yeah. 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 So when Kelly Martin woke up from anesthesia, she was screaming. Belligerently, oh, oh she was clawing at her legs. She was in so much pain. Um, the ICU team was actually forced to reintubate her and reanesthetize her. Jesus said, "Put her back Poor down. Baby. Put her wow. back under." So, she, what did yeah. he actually do back there? So, Kelly's Mar- Kelly Martin's legs were covered in white and pink splotches, according to the ICU team. Why would that happen? 
uh, distal perfusive issues. So a she sign probably, that she was bleeding. So oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. she's losing blood that he did not fix. That he didn't fix. Um, and and they assumed because she was so bad, they assumed that he would be taking her back into surgery again, like, really shortly, immediately. Yep. So was she aspirating like right there on the table? Is that no? Uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have been aspirating. She, she would just have would have been, been internally inter- hemorrhaging. Yeah, internally. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but your pelvis alone, just the space in between the bottom of your organs and your uh, perineum, which is the skin in between your butthole and your <laughs> other part. Yum! Yum! The taint. <gasps> Jinxies. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> that little cavity of your pelvis can hold the entire volume of your body's blood. What? Every yeah. bit of it. I am astounded. That's awesome. That's crazy. It, that just that amount of space can oh. hold six liters. Yeah. Five to six liters is what's in a human body between five and six. I am, and that space can hold all of it. She never went back to surgery. As a matter of fact, they waited around so long that she went into hemorrhagic cardiac arrest. I can tell you this: cardiac arrests for a medical issue like a heart problem or a chemical imbalance, those have the highest success rate. Volemic cardiac arrests have less than 1% success rate. Oh. Mm. So. In the best cases where you have blood on hand to put back in the body that's tight matched perfectly, ready to go, 10%. And did she live? She did not. Mm. Murder. There you go. There's no possible part of that surgery that involves cutting a vessel. Yeah. No blood vessel should ever have been cut. Bone only. Mm-hmm. Why did they wait so long before going back to surgery? Well, <laughs> because Sorry. Dr. Dunch was standing 10 feet away from them. Oh, and, and basically And they were waiting on him to give them some sort of, like, Go tell ahead. me what to do. And he was just standing there until Because remember, she, they can't do anything without his yeah, go-ahead. This is his room. Yes. Okay. Until she went into cardiac arrest, they begin working on her, and he still just stands there. Literally, lights going off. That's what happens in a hospital room. Lights go off. There's all kinds of people, nurses running in and out. He's still just standing there. They have a crash team, a yes. crash cart. They yes. call over the PA for the entire hospital. Yes, they do. The yeah. code, which is a code blue, yes. and the room number. They do that because Dr. Dunch isn't her only doctor. Right. She has other doctors that have been doing her care this whole time. Mm-hmm. So you might be in an ICU room where you have several doctors that know your case very well. Yeah. That okay. doctor might be at lunch. So they say, hey, code blue on, you know, room 111. Yeah. And that's my room. I got to get the fuck up there. My right. dad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a nightmare, man. A, cardiac, a code blue in a yeah. hospital is hectic as fuck. So all mm. of this chaos is going on. And he's standing 10 feet away at another um, patient's room. And he just is doing paperwork, just like so calmly, watching them all come in and out of his patient's room. And he never goes in, never checks on them. What is never, that? What the hell? What yeah. He doesn't that? care if she lives he or dies. Care. No. He so he's care. completely detached. Yeah. Uh-huh. From yeah. all humanity. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yes. So the <laughs> he didn't even because, like I said, the family was there waiting. He didn't. He wasn't even the one that told the family of the loss. The pulmonologist went out and told the family. The had, lung doctor. The pulmonologist. Oh. And yeah. he had already been out there several times and looked at his family in their eyes and then and went said, in and "I'm the best." Their mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so. Yep. Well, those he, people can't be. I mean. Was he seeking an egotistical or narcissistical release when he goes back out? Like, do you think that was it? 
Because if we he think about it now, the there's family. really no reason. No, no, no. I meant before. He, did, he didn't. When it would come yes, back out and say, hey, absolutely. it's just going to be another couple minutes. Don't worry. I'm the fucking best. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? So he was just going out for like a little ego pick Just a little ego boost. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to treat. When when later asked about it, like what went wrong, he actually blamed it on the anesthesiologist. How? He Ex- said oh he said that there was a bad reaction uh, from the anesthesia during the surgery, and that made her blood vessels rupture. And, and the anesthesiologist <laughs> didn't catch it. She was giving the wrong doses, all of this stuff, and it was her fault. Physically can't be the anesthesia. At the time, though, at, at the time, they didn't know that. Like, there was only suspicions because everybody else was seeing this blood loss, but then now it's just his word versus their word, and you have to do an investigation into it, right? Bill died. There was a problem with his penis, so it's obviously <laughs> the lung doctor's fault. Yeah. But that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't get how you can do this for so long, I, and people are just like... <sighs> He said it was the he, You see, like, and he yeah. said he was really good at his yeah. job. I don't know what else we can do. He's messing someone, at least one person up a month. He's going into rate. a career mm. where they're not questioned a lot. They're not fired a lot. Exactly. These people they are should almost be questioned more than anyone. They absolutely they should. should be held yes, to they absolutely I can, should. I will say that with million percent confidence. As a medical professional, who people people put their lives in my hands every day. So they did an autopsy. Uh, they found the deaths, the cause of death was, quote, medical miscalculation, which tells us nothing. What, it almost makes it, say, st- it might <laughs> still sound f- like it's the anesthesia's does- fault. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it still sounds, sounds like, to me. like it's the anesthesia's exactly. fault. But it couldn't have been, it legally could, it, it literally could not have been the anesthesia's fault. So, it, it couldn't have been his fault. I, I don't know yeah. who. That's not how it works. It could, it, it, it could have been the ICU team. It could have been the other doctors. It could have been the anesthesiologist, but somebody. The ICU team is on the other side of the fucking room holding the wall up. Somebody said something because right before her funeral, uh, the ME calls down. She's literally in the viewing area and they go, we're going to need to do a second autopsy. Let me ask you, yeah, legal hot potato. Is that a thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> is, is, like, I don't know what the fucking word is. I don't know anything about legal stuff. Were you past the blame? No, you touched him last. You killed him. <laughs> <laughs> legal hot potato. That's like how is he blaming it? Like you touched him last. Your hands were around her fucking spine right before she died. You did it, dude. <laughs> I know. But this guy was in the room. Well, what the fuck? It's no. not. Oh yeah. my god. Could they, I mean, when they did the autopsy, did they not, didn't he pick they, a vessel or an artery or something? They asked, he had to have, for that much loss, he had to have hit yeah, an artery. He, he, so can't they yeah. see that? In yeah, the autopsy, yes. Yes, if they're looking for it. Well, shouldn't they be looking for it? It would be very it? difficult so to miss, they, I can tell you that. Well, yes. Um, and they, I mean, probably, they, yeah. they probably did check the area, but the thing about it is, is that when you have like a checklist of places that you look and things that you look for when you do an autopsy, so unless you're looking for certain things, sometimes you don't see it in your but initial pass. They had the, the blood pressure dropping think. and the, the discoloration you of the legs. So I don't, 100%. I don't know. And like, uh-huh. I, I mean... Uh-huh. There would have been I'm not a doctor. But no, but you're right. The blood's got to go somewhere. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there would have been massive lividity. Yeah. Lividity is uh, a stage of the body. In, you've heard of rigor mortis. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there's liver mortis. Liver mortis is pooling of the blood that coagulates inside the body wherever it's laying. So I assume she's in a hospital bed. 
Uh, if she had a laminectomy, she would have been either prone or right or left lateral recumbent, like laying on her side or face down mm-hmm. for recovery. Yeah. So then all that blood is going to pool away from the side. It's going to pool on her belly or yeah. it's going to pool in her thighs or wherever yeah. that it can go. Most mm-hmm. likely the pelvic cavity, which can mm-hmm. hold the most volume. So when they go to cut her open, she's not like a beautiful corpse that you found somewhere else that's been medically cleared for autopsy. It's not a cadaver lab. They didn't drain it and prep it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to cut her open and find a big old fucking clot. Yeah. And didn't, and, and then the, you can trace it back. The surgery was, uh, what'd you say, minimal in, invasiveness? That's correct. They yeah. make a, so uh, it's like it, 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 your search pattern is it's very pretty big, small. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, literally, they identify the lumbar or thoracic portion of the spine that needs to be repaired for a laminectomy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and do you know which this one was? By the way, I meant to ask you that. Is it thorax or is it thoracic or is it lumbar for, for her laminectomy? What were they repairing? Lower, upper, middle? What? Um, I believe it was the lower. It had to be the lower. There you yeah. go. It's a pelvic cavity. That's it. So it's way down here by her back. Yeah. So they identified that. she also that. had hip problems around it. So, yeah, it was the lower. Now, I don't know enough about analyzing where you're supposed to cut based on what the fuck's going on. But I know that if they were going to find a, if they were going to find a spot to surgery and they were going, they knew exactly, <laughs> that's a verb, they, we were going to surgery you. <laughs> uh, if they were going to find a spot to do the surgery, they would immediately identify the landmark for that vertebrae. And they would cut a perfect box around it. They would literally just lay that bit back. And if it's supposed to be minimally invasive, they won't even do that. Because that's considered majorly invasive. More than three cuts to the tissue to open up a portion, that's majorly invasive. But a single incision at that site, it would have been right above it. Literally right above the spine that needs to be replaced. I don't know exactly... Um, I didn't see on the reports exactly what was cut, but I do know there are some major arteries around that area, and he was literally working with a spinal cord. So, but the posterior aspect of it, yeah, there aren't. That's well, what I'm saying. That's how fucking grossly yeah. incompetent this dude is. Mm-hmm. Again, I am not a surgeon. I have a very limited medical knowledge. I did study my AMP though. Yeah. <laughs> and I can Anatomy, tell you right physiology, now, yeah. the only thing poking up off the back of that is the bone. Yeah. You've got your vascular surgeons and your other people there to prep for you before you go in to make your site and you just move those structures out of your way. Mm-hmm. And then all you're cutting is bone. Bill, when you eat a pork chop <laughs> and you're cutting it with your knife, can you tell the difference between meat and bone with your steak knife? Uh, most of the time, yes. <laughs> and what happens when you are cutting meat and you recognize bone with your knife? What do I you do? stop and move my knife. Immediately <laughs> move your knife. Yeah. How in the, If I told you to just cut a hole in a pork chop bone without touching the meat, how hard do you think that would that be? That would be very difficult. I believe in you. I you believe don't, in you. Thank you. you don't, thank okay, you. what if I told you that you have a rib in front of you, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. eating a rib. The meat comes back off the rib a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. So the rib bone's poking out, what, half inch? What if I told you I want you to use this pair of needle nose pliers to grab just that rib bone? What's the likelihood and probability that you would grab the meat Instead of the rib bone. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially if I told you, also, the rib meat is alive and its kids are in the way. <laughs> you would not miss oh my God. if you gave a shit about humans at all. Him, am well, I right? Ribs are yes. delicious, so he wants to purpose. do it. 
He I mean, wants he's, to. He's playing with them at this point. Yeah. And I, um, so they did the second autopsy. They made it clear that there was not an allergic reaction of any kind. And then they re-ruled the cause of death as exsanguination. Okay. okay all there right. you go. There all right. Go. Okay. So Baylor Plano officials found that Dunch failed to meet their standards of care and permanently revoked his surgical privileges. Thank God. Yeah. Right. And also, they gave a day pass to this sweet lady's family to come to the prison and beat Dunch every time yeah. they want to. No shit. Unsupervised. Yeah. So the hospital initiated another peer review, but Dunch resigned rather than face certain termination. To avoid the costs of fighting and possibly losing a wrongful termination lawsuit. There it is, Bill. The hospital officials reached a deal with Dunch and his lawyers in which Dunch would be allowed to resign in return for Baylor Plano issuing him a letter stating that there were no issues with him, that he did nothing wrong while he was at Baylor Plano. Bill's about to have a stroke. <laughs> this what the fuck and they is only wrong did that so he would leave. They didn't want their yeah. record be smirched by this, this exactly. Man. And they didn't care enough about life because that's to... four people now mm-hmm. that he he five five Jerry was four right. Uh, they weren't all yes, at five. that hospital. So, yeah, but they yeah. were. Oh, they were. So those okay. five were at Baylor Plano, and they didn't want five different families suing them. So instead. They offered him a deal and said, if you just resign, then we'll give you this letter of recommendation to where wow. we're going to go to next. Yeah. Uh, they, I am pretty confident now with my <laughs> these stealing of Subway sandwiches deal with millions that of I could be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> yeah, you probably can. And I can probably do it for a long yeah. time. They would have been required to report him to the NPDB, that data bank, uh, if he had been fired and not resigned. That's the one we can check, right? That's the yes. one we can check. However, because he resigned, they did not have to report him. Good. Should they still have? God yes. Um, they didn't have to. Then they would have had to admit that they let him do surgery there. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't have to flag him in any way. And he was also in no way reported at that time to the medical board. I, well. hope, I hope that the lady who said, who made that deal... Lays awake every night staring at her ceiling and wondering about what a well, piece of shit she is. Well, she makes a or lot of money, is, so. Or whoever, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. She doesn't care. I don't know who did it, but whoever they are. I so, hope. Yeah. You've reached the end of our episode. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join Raven next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?